Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On August 6, 2022, Israel launched three days of attacks on Gaza. The operation, offensively called the Truthful Dawn, killed at least 47 people, including 16 children. Israel claims that both the name and the bombardment campaign is about focusing on eliminating the Islamic Jihad movement. Joining me to discuss the current situation in Palestine is Reem Yunus, Palestinian socialist and activist. We are used to Israel to attack Gaza frequently. Uh, there is at least, they, they waged at least um, four major wars since 2008-2009, um, that war on Gaza, other than the smaller raids, uh, such as the one that happened in just in May last year, 2021. And they give them these poetic names, but they're actually, um, they keep justifying that they are trying to mow the lawn. You know, imagine the military uh, strategists of Israel, they call it mow the lawn, about killing the the Palestinians as much as possible, uh, uh, pretending that it is only about killing the uh, military Islamist and non-Islamist movements in Gaza or the West Bank, uh, when it is actually rooted in the um, Israeli uh, society since its inception, which is based on racism. I want to expand on that point. So Israel established itself as a Jewish-only state in 1948. Then they militarily occupied Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, the situation is different now in, in, in the 2000s onwards. So Gaza since 2007 is an, uh, a separate entity um, uh, ruled by the Islamic Hamas, uh, which came into prominence only during uh, the, in the ni- late 1980s. Before that, there were a lot of secular and leftist groups fighting Israel, which is a justified resistance against an occupation. 1967 Palestinians live under uh, military rule. And despite the, um, despite the, uh, the Oslo record, uh, accord that gave uh, something called the Palestinian Authority to rule us, um, we are living, the Palestinians are living in mere Bantu stands, uh, crisscrossed by a lot of settlements. The Israeli uh, policy since 1967, every single government um, passed a law every five years, they renew it, which is increasing the, 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 the settlements. The settlements are built illegally on stolen Palestinian lands. The idea is in the end to annex it eventually, despite the the Oslo Accord. Um, They put Gaza under siege since 2007 because they they claimed because it's under Hamas and Hamas is a terrorist group. Well, Hamas, Jihad, and every single non-Islamist secular groups that were fighting Israel, um, they were all uh, according to 
Marxist analysis are nationalist movements, okay? And nationalist movements are um, usually, they stem from the petty bourgeoisie um, making its uh, way for um, having a state. And that's why Hamas, after becoming in power, it mimicked what Fatah, who was leading the Palestinian Authority, in um, having their own uh, goal as having a state um, and maintaining its borders and maintaining the security of its citizens rather than continuing with what they said, which is the liberation of all Palestinians. Um, I'll go back to the Israeli uh, racist apartheid mentality. They want to establish as much as they can the settlements, as, as I said. The latest uh, government that collapsed and dissolved itself, the one uh, that uh, was led by Neftali Bennett, uh, it dissolved itself in the end of June, just a couple of months earlier, less than a couple of months, just because it narrowly failed to pass that law, that law that renews itself every five years. And it didn't pass not because the other parties were principled or they hated the occupation or hated the settlement. It only did not pass because um, Naftali's um, opponent, who is Netanyahu, who, you know, he was disgraced by corruption and his government finished just one year ago. Um, he just wanted a piece of the cake and, and to reach to the top of the power. So actually there are elections coming up and um, it is uh, an Israeli habit to uh, to boost their image uh, through their electoral bases by increasing the bloodshed in Gaza. Gaza is the weakest link in the, uh, despite be having the resistance, it's the weakest link because they are not tied up with um, international um, peace treaties, unlike the Oslo Accord. Not that, not that has ever stopped them, but also they because they're putting it under siege, land, air, and sea. Um, and they also control the amount of fuel that goes into Gaza's only power plant. Uh, people maybe don't know that just shortly after the attack that happened, the biggest, biggest attack that just happened during last weekend on Friday and lasted for three days, just before that, they shut down the, the power plant, the Israel, Palestinians' only power plant in the whole Gaza Strip by refusing to transport the fuel, uh, leaving the Palestinians in the dark and only by like four hours electricity a day. Um, in three days, they killed at least 47 Palestinians, including 15 uh, children. They killed, uh, they injured uh, over six to 700 Palestinians and over 700 Palestinian homes were destroyed, which means the dispossessions of these families. Remember, these are people who are still um, going through the grief and the need to, to rebuild their homes since last year and the year before. Every single year, there are smaller rates. Yes, there are Islamic Hamas and Islamic Jihad uh, in, in Gaza. Um, but let's remember, as I said, Israel didn't need the excuse of uh, Islamic militancy, because even during the non-Islamic uh, factions that um, 
were fighting them, they still called us called the Palestinians uh, terrorists groups, and they still had an, the excuse to uh, annex uh, our lands. They're facing as an apartheid um, a strange dilemma, I would say, because they want to annex our lands by building more and more of settlements. In the same time, that means the Palestinians who live there, they, they become the majority because we are majority in numbers rather than the, the, the Jewish only or Jewish majority state of apartheid. Um, the other uh, side of the coin is that when Naftali Bennett did not manage to, to uh, renew that fifth yearly law about uh, the settlements, that leaves the settlement Israelis um, rather than being privileged under Israeli laws um, within their illegal settlements, they will be treated as the Palestinians under um, military rule in the West Bank. So Naftali Bennett uh, has dissolved his uh, government so that he doesn't uh, uh, carry the responsibility of doing that for the Israelis. And now, as you, you see, it is the... the um, the elections, and they want to boost their image, every party. Of course, they have uh, pretended that it is, or said the pretext is there, is to kill the, the Islamic Jihad commander. But it's not new. This is militant, uh, I mean, political assassination. And countries who are claim that they are democratic don't do political assassination. They've done these political assassinations before. So Khalid Mansour was the last of a series of from uh, Islamic Jihad. Islamic Jihad is smaller in number and in arms than Hamas. Hamas since 2014, since the brokered peace by Egypt, um, stopped doing any uh, military operations. So there is a bit of difference in strategies between Hamas and Jihad. Jihad uh, are smaller in number, as I said. At best, they could be 1,000 to few thousand fighters. And they, um, they, from time to time, they refuse to commit themselves to that uh, peace. And, but they don't start the attack. So the attack happened on Friday. The next day, they attacked back the Jihad. So we, we really can't use them as, uh, as an excuse and call them two parties, the Israeli side and the Palestinian side. Yes, there is difference in, in strategies between them, but in the end, to resist, to exist is to resist. Like they are living in a non-living Gaza Strip. It is, for the, for the listeners, it's 360 or 65 kilometers squared of land that uh, hosts 2.2 million Palestinians. They are 2.2 because more than half of them came to their after, uh, to Gaza after the um, the massacres that happened in 1948, uh, giving rise to Israel. So I would say the attacks that Israel does and the big wars and the smaller wars, all these are just the uh, cornerstone of their policy because it's a policy of um, a country that... Uh, established itself on the apartheid uh, policy and, and, its, and its racist, racists 
uh, illusion of creating a Jewish-only state, um, and they're facing this dilemma all the time. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Palestinian socialist and activist Reem Yunus, and we're discussing the current situation in Palestine following the bombardment of Gaza on the 6th of August, offensively named the Truthful Dawn. A ceasefire between Israel and, well, supposedly the Islamic Jihad movement was announced on Sunday after the raids began. Has that ceasefire held? Do you know what the terms of the ceasefire are? And given you've just described Islamic Jihad as actually not a substantial movement, what is the value anyway of such a ceasefire between Israel and Islamic Jihad? Uh, The ceasefire was, again, brokered by uh, Egypt and uh, it was actually uh, with um, Hamas, the biggest group, which can, uh, in the hopes that they reign in Islamic Jihad. Most of the time, Hamas will try to stop the Islamic Jihad without, by by just, uh, for example, when um, in in the West Bank, some commanders in the Islamic Jihad killed uh, in, an, in a confrontation, not, not just like that. Um, one of the Israeli commanders, uh, when the settle, settlers invaded the Al-Aqsa Mosque, um, that was the same Friday that the, big, the, the Israeli attack on Gaza happened. Um, so one of the, the, these uh, army officers were killed and uh, the, the Hamas uh, gave its blessing in a statement that this is uh, a heroic act. So they they are not fighting anymore because they are a government in power, just like any uh, petty bourgeoisie nationalist government, that uh, nationalist movement that become a government, just like what uh, happened with Fatah, who's uh, standing. But they are not actively uh, really condemning the Islamic Jihad or any um, other movement, uh, the peace, uh, the the peace uh, or truce that happened is very fragile. It held so far, but who knows what will happen? It can break down at any moment, because the whole um, idea from it is, despite the Hamas and Jihad's differences, is to ask Hamas to rein in Jihad and not let them. Um, send any rockets and and remember i want the, the also the audience to know these rockets are just uh, made um uh, locally so they are a primitive rocket that killed no one and destroyed nothing um because israel has you know back to the hilt by america and they have um defense system that intersects these uh, rockets but you know the mainstream media even always keeps peddling the notion that uh, two sides, two sides, two sides are are fighting. We are not two sides. This is a very small group sending primitive rockets that kill nobody and injure nobody. I hope that the truce lasts a little bit because people need a breather over there. Because lastly, finally, they started to get power and electricity and mourn their dead and, you know, try to salvage whatever they can salvage from their homes 
so the ceasefire was on Sunday. On the Tuesday, there were on Tuesday there were further raids in the West Bank where Israeli forces um, were trying to take out the various leaderships of the Al Aqsa Martyrs Brigades, and and they did in fact kill some of them. What can you tell us about the? Um, ongoing bombardment after the ceasefire in the West Bank. I get it's not Gaza, but it is still one struggle. Yeah, true, true. Um, so these attacks uh, occurred, as you mentioned, uh, in the same week after the weekend raids on Gaza. Um, the It wasn't a bombardment like the bombardment on Gaza, but it was actually big numbers of, of um, uh army units sent to uh, areas that are known historically for being uh, having commanders and uh, and resistance leaders from uh, al-aqsa martyr uh, martyrs uh, brigade as a response to the killing of one of the israeli officers and that one was killed by, because they started it as i said they came to in defense of those israeli settlers who went inside the mosque and that was a big provocation for the um, Palestinian um, feelings. Um, that raid, uh, the first one uh, in it, they didn't kill that guy, but they have arrested him. He was in prison with Israel for about like close to 40 years, and he was released very recently. Now they came and arrested him just because he is one of those um, Al-Aqsa martyr brigades. Of course, people will become angry and a lot of uh, these uh, militants uh, will stand up and fight within um, the, this raid. Uh, again, Nablus or Jenin are from um, uh, area A, which uh, within the Oslo Accord, so it shouldn't be raided by the Israelis, but they don't care. They, they, they are doing the raids. Uh, at least there are three martyrs um, or, or uh, uh, young men killed in Naples. And again, in, in, uh, in Hebron, there is a lot of tension and, uh, in, um, and confrontations between uh, the Israelis and the Palestinians. Hebron, Jenin also, Jenin, um, who was uh, like Israel back in 2002, besieged it and uh, almost wiped it. Uh, to try to kill the resistance. So this is a story that keeps repeating. Um, as long as occupation continues, as long as racism continues, as long as the notion of uh, we want to build a, 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 um, a Jewish-only state that privileges uh, the Israelis and, um, and treats, uh, and they call us Arab, not Palestinians, um, treats Arabs like... Uh, lower than people, lower than humans, then of course the weaker and the oppressed and the downtrodden will keep, who are the Palestinians, will keep fighting. As always, the international community has done little to call out these atrocities. They've mostly focused on the number of children that have been killed rather than looking at the overall political struggle for Palestinian sovereignty. What would you like to hear from the international community? If we forget that the um, the imperialist government of the world, such as America, Britain, um, the European unions, 
are actually the European Union are actually and and is uh, Australia, they are all on the side of Israel, uh, despite it is being the aggressor. Um, the international community, on the other hand, stood silent. Let's remember. I want the audience to to just remember when Russia started its uh, attacks on Ukraine to invade it. How long did it take for the international community to get, uh, uh, to apply sanctions on Russia? Nothing. It doesn't take any time to apply sanctions. It straight ahead they went and did one sanction after the other after the other uh, on Russia. It makes me feel angry in their heads or in, in, and they peddle it in the whole mainstream media that this is a moral war. They, they decide what is the moral and that the Ukrainians uh, um, are the moral victims. And no one wants to see that there is a moral, bigger moral war that had not war, but uh, existence of of continuous struggle for my people since 1948, and they don't give a damn about it. I have a lot of beef with the international communities and, and of course, the imperialist powers that were responsible on establishing Israel in 1948, till, and they still do um, till today. Maureen, thank you so, so much for your time and this discussion. Is there anything that you wanted to add or say in closing comments? Well, I like to remind, as I said, remind everybody that we, the Palestinians, we refused to be silenced. We refused refused to, to die and forget about Palestine. So long as there is oppression and there are rights, we, we deserve the right of return, our people, and we deserve to liberate Palestine, the whole of historic Palestine, by dismantling the apartheid state of Israel and instead of it, make uh, make room for the uh, a democratic secular state with equal rights of for all of its citizens, uh, including the Jewish citizens and the, the Arab Palestinian citizens. Let's remember that Israel, when it, it uh, attacks this racist Israel when it attacks, the pretext is never that we want um, to kill these terrorist Muslims. That's that's rubbish. Uh, Shireen Abu Aqli, who was a, a journalist and who had an American citizenship, citizen plus her Palestinian um, identity, was killed, although she was wearing the vest of the journalists and the helmet of the journalists, and she was nowhere near any conflict. She was standing on the side, trying to take to take uh, to take note of what was happening, and yet she was killed execution style in her in in, in a lot of bullets to her head. Uh, and Shireen Abu Aqli is an Orthodox Christian Jerusalemite who always in Al Jazeera and in other outlets always ended her um, reportage on Palestine by saying Shireen Abu Aqli occupied Jerusalem. I think that was uh, what gave it to them. She didn't say Jerusalem. She would say occupied Jerusalem. I think that's what angered them, the, um, our enemy. 
the enemy see us as us negating them, when in fact they want to negate our existence. That was Reem Yunus, Palestinian socialist and activist, discussing the current situation in Palestine following the bombardment of Gaza on the 6th of August, offensively named the Truthful Dawn. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kanjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.